0: Everybody, welcome to long Term Memory. My name's
1: Jack. And my name's Colin. Jack, how are you doing? I know you've been busy setting things up online for us.
0: Yeah, so um, we have started a thing called Discord. We have opened a server on Discord and it's it's an app, right? And basically what it's there for is for input and discussion and ideas and stuff like that because that's what we're all about. And I'm going to kind of go on my soapbox here a little bit. I've kind of found the... Independent podcasting to about a little bit self-serving and non-interactive and all out for their own purposes, which I can kind of understand. You, you want the best um, for yourself, basically. But I was thinking that do I want to be involved in that sort of side of things, and I thought no. So we set up this Discord because we want to get your input and in what's happening with you and your ideas, because that's what we enjoy and. Has been kind of successful for us in the past on different platforms or whatever. So, and um, that's kind of why we're I'm heading more down the Discord. But if you don't know what Discord is, can you sort of explain that to listeners,
1: Colin? Uh, yeah, probably the the easiest way to describe it. I'm trying to think. Is it's basically it's it's like an internet forum only. It's an app that you go on your phone and you can text speak to to people on it. You can go into voice rooms and speak to them on it. You can share videos, links, memes, all that sort of stuff. Um, But you can make it as complicated or as easy to use as you like. Uh, We've built it to be pretty simple in that there's a couple of different sections for feedback on the latest show, ideas for future shows, and a page with memes and stuff on it. So nothing too technical. So if you're not good at computers, not particularly techie, but you're capable of typing, then that's enough to quit and contribute. Don't worry about it. It probably sounds more complicated than it actually is, but there'll be a link in the description to this pod, and we'll probably tweet it out a couple of times this week as well. So by all means, download the app if you've not got it already, and join the server and see what you think of it.
0: Yeah, like I said, we're pretty active, and I was thinking to myself, I don't know if anybody's noticed these other... Some podcast pages, you know, like 7,000 followers following 7,000 people and then there's just no, I don't know, there's no sense of community in it, there's no sense of sort of, like they don't care about who's listening, they care about sort of numbers and we want to be different and we love interactions, that's basically why why we do the pods is for your feedback and your stuff, so Discord is just another way of getting your, your voice heard, basically, so Colin, what have you been up to? Sorry, um, you, you've been like watching anything, anything popped up that you've enjoyed or anything like that?
1: Fun enough, I should say that I watched mainly, so I watched It's a Sin on Friday night, uh, the new Russell T Davis uh, programme that's came out. Um, it's basically set in the 80s, it starts in 1980 and follows this group of friends from like 1980 to 1990 as basically the AIDS crisis develops in the UK and how it affects this group of friends. Um, it's genuinely one of the best things i've seen in years um episode one came out on friday night but they put all of them out on all four all in one go so there's five episodes um and it's genuinely amazing it's quite harrowing it's pretty dark it's very sad um but it's a very very powerful story i thought it was brilliant really really enjoyed it would massively recommend it Um with it being the 80s as well with a cracking soundtrack Right, but really, okay. really good stuff, honestly. I think you'd quite like it as well, Jack.
0: Yeah, I, I haven't heard the name. What was the guy's name? Sorry.
1: It's Russell T. Davies. So he did, he's the guy that brought back Doctor Who and he did Years and Years and He did Queer as Folk and Cucumber and stuff like that as well.
0: Right, okay, so. And it's called It's a Sin. On yeah, he's years. been in the news
1: quite. Yeah, he's been oh. the, he's been in the news quite a lot recently because he's done quite a lot of interviews about this, and he's been pretty passionate and outspoken about how he doesn't believe straight people should play gay people in film and TV. Okay, and how he would never ever employ someone in a straight a straight actor to play a gay role, and that's been in quite a lot of the papers and stuff in the last couple of weeks, all in the build up to this coming out. But it's just fantastic TV. It was amazing,
0: and it's about age, Not fully about age but that's a sort of
1: Yeah, it's it's, it's about this. Yes, it's it's, it's about the AIDS, and it's about the very early outbreak of the AIDS pandemic, and how uneducated and how little information and support and help there was around for these people who, for a lot, for a large part of this series, don't even know anything about it until it really hits them in the face. And it taught me quite a lot of things I didn't know about. And I didn't realise how bad it actually was back then, in some ways. And I, I just don't want to say too much about it I spoiling anything, but it's genuinely one of the best things I've ever seen. There's a character in it, a Welsh lad, who plays a character called Colin, funnily enough. And it's his first ever acting job, and he's phenomenal. He's going to be a massive breakout star, I think, off the back of it.
0: Right, okay, sounds quite interesting. Talking about age and sort of stars, kind of leads us on to... What we're going to be talking about today, I, I took a look at national holidays from around the world, basically some strange and fantastical ones, and one of the first ones I came across was International Tom Hanks Day. <laughs> were going Yeah, that's... he obviously played uh, a man with AIDS in Philadelphia.
1: Yeah, so Tom Hanks with kinda,
0: AIDS. Kind of leads us into that now. People that know us, that have been listening to us, know your opinion on Tom Hanks. Very briefly, tell us why.
1: I basically what, I don't does, like has Tom. Has anything Hanks. changed? Really? Yeah, so I'll, I'll tell you that the friend it doesn't know, I, I don't particularly like Tom Hanks. I think he's very much. He's, I think he's quite one-dimensional, and that whenever I see him in, in most things, I just see Tom Hanks rather than see the character. And this this opinion of mine seems to basically appall a lot of people. Yeah, yeah, a lot of people um, don't
0: agree with you at all, man.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah a lot of people don't. Um, he was on Graham Norton a couple of weeks ago, and I quite liked him. Um, and I found out that he's playing Colonel Parker in the, in this new movie that's coming out about Elvis, um, which looks quite interesting. And I had a look on his IMDb, Jack, and I realised that I actually do quite like more things of his than a Fox. I've always just said right. he was good and for his company he was good and big.
0: Yeah, that's your go-to phrase, uh-huh.
1: Yeah, however, I had a look on on there, and I'd forgotten about Castaway, which is pretty good. Yes. And Catch Me If You Can, which is very good, but it's mostly because of DiCaprio, let's be honest. Uh-huh. Um, but I also used to two fairly recent films that I actually quite enjoyed, The Circle and A Beautiful Day in the Neighbourhood. Right, okay. So, if this Elvis film that comes out, which is as good as I think it's going to be, because it's got Austin Butler playing Elvis, then... I might be able to do like a kind of 180 in the old Tom Hanks here because his last few things that I've seen have all been very good.
0: Well, you kind of hinted at Elvis there as well. So if you want to learn more facts about Elvis, you can tune into our episode on Thursday, our short term memory episode. That's all going to be about Elvis and some facts about him, including one about the colonel that you're talking about there. International Tom okay. Hanks Day um, started, it falls on the Saturday closest to April of the 1st. This started when a few students at Western Michigan University created it uh, back in the early 2000s. They were really just looking for a reason to spend the day watching Tom Hanks movies, really. But Tom Hanks caught wind of this himself and sent the students some memorabilia, which is quite a nice thing to do. So what they, the students done was they sold it, auctioned it, and then gave the proceeds to one of Tom Hanks' favourite charities. And now there's thousands of dollars in donations rolling every year on International Tom Hanks Day. So... That's quite nice, I suppose. Quite a nice sweet story. Tom Hanks gets involved and raising money for charity. Another reason to like Tom Hanks, surely.
1: Yeah, there's nothing unlikable <laughs> about that. Um, it's, if I found out there was an international comic with in day, I would be fucking all into it as well. So, oh, You'd yeah, yeah, wank
0: yourself good. into a stupor, man.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see if people are having parties with me, like, wow.
0: <laughs> Aye, there's Tom that's Hanks the, parties in Los Angeles and London, yeah. Yeah,
1: that's pretty cool um yeah it's a nice thing and it's good that he's he's encouraging people to do stuff for charity and stuff like that which is pretty cool i like that fair play to him
0: yeah man do you want to just battle through some of these then
1: yeah so the next one that you found is national sleepyhead day uh wake up sleepyhead that's um, what's that from tiktok's just now (laughs) it's a shit tiktok video yes sleepyhead time for school Um, but <laughs> you've lost me. This, yeah, it's just because you are the same age as me, and you quite rightly don't go on TikTok. Um, but yeah, National Sleepyhead Day is a Finnish holiday, um, which is more fun for some than others. Basically, as tradition goes, on July the twenty seventh, the last person in the house still sleeping gets woken up with a bucket of water to the face. Um, that's not cool because that would always be me.
0: Yeah, it would always be me because as well. Lisa is
1: always up before me.
0: And I kind of imagine in a, a standard family unit, it's always going to be the dad that gets it, basically. Probably.
1: Um, I, think, I think the only thing that would save me is I don't think Lisa would throw a bucket of water into her own bed.
0: Yeah, it does seem counterintuitive, yeah. You're going to, be to have a fucking soggy mattress.
1: Yeah, so it does seem a bit silly, but... Um, I wouldn't fancy it. I think that could be a pretty horrific way to get woken up to like, a waterboarding session. Don't fancy it one bit. Like I These always remember. Obviously, mental. I
0: always remember as a child, like not wanting to go off for school or whatever, and my mum would sort of waft the covers, you know, and it was like freezing, and that would get me up. Never, <laughs> never water to the cooking, but no, way. No, uh, no. Sort of bullying, child cruelty in, in my household, but there was
1: there was never a, a there was never a stage I got to where I didn't where I started to be happy to get up in the morning. Like I've had a few jobs that I quite enjoyed and I've got a job just now that I quite enjoy, but I still don't want to go to bed every morning. I, hate I think if I had the mm. choice, I'd stay in bed all, all day. Um I'm I'm weird that way because like you, I don't sleep particularly well at night. I'm very late to bed. Um, I mean we started recording this at one o'clock in the morning, which tells its own story. But when I've actually in bed and I'm sleeping, I really don't want to get out of it.
0: Yeah, I'm a shame, man. I absolutely hate absolutely hate getting up. Another thing I found was, just the name amused me slightly, it was Ragamuffin Day, and this used to take place before the Macy's Parade, and it it used to take place before Macy's Parade took New York by storm, basically. So,
1: before Macy's Parade was a thing? Yeah, basically. basically. Yeah, so this was
0: like, round about Thanksgiving, the day was marked. Kind of sounds like trick-or-treating, basically. Children would dress up in rags and wander through the streets asking random adults (laughs) that seems a bit strange anything for thanksgiving and the reward was normally your typical candy apples pennies the holiday obviously died out for a couple of reasons obviously macy's parade sort of took over but a lot of people kind of frowned upon the practice of children dressing up as beggars basically and walking about the streets begging to random strangers i can kind of see why you would put that in the bin (laughs)
1: Yeah, totally. It's it's not the best. And it's not like New York's short of beggars to do it for real, is there? So. I don't know how bad it is nowadays, to be honest. Like, oh, I think it's it terrible. pretty bad. Yeah, I'd say, it's, I'd say it's probably even worse now than it ever was because so many people are skinned.
0: Well, New York used to be like one of the scariest places in the world back in the 70s and 80s, basically. Like, you were almost like with robberies and shootings. But then, was it Mayor Giuliani came in and yeah. sort of.
1: He totally changed it uh-huh. by just basically increasing the police, basically. I think Increasing the police and saying arrest
0: anybody for minor things and then people just shut yeah. themselves and, and stop doing it. And now New York is, there's bad areas everywhere, but it's one of the sort of fanciest places in the world with the, like Young yeah. London's, uh- California, um, fucking Miami and stuff like that. It's like a, a snazzy, cool place to live, but
1: yeah. I'm sure there's still plenty of beggars kicking about.
0: Yeah, I suppose, uh-huh you ever been to New York? It's a place I'd really um, like to go.
1: I've, I've, I have been kind of in it, but not really. I've flew into the airport and had like a four-hour, five-hour layover in the airport. And I left the airport basically out the door and then back in again just to see that I'd been in New York. Um, but that's that's not the same thing. I understand that. So no, I don't fancy it because Lisa's, Lisa really wanted to go. So she went for a 30 for her mum and dad. And... Because she's been and done it now, I feel I don't have to do it because it seems a hell of a lot of walking, and I don't know if I'm bored with that. I had quite like,
0: yeah, I'd quite like to go. I was looking before the pandemic. I was looking at the sort of like three day station gear or whatever, and planning. I kind of had plans in the back of my head to take Karen for her birthday, but that sort of obviously oh, nice. so sort of obviously fell through. So maybe maybe in the future, but it is a place I'd like yeah. to go, I do, I do prefer. City breaks to like holidays. Um, ginger yeah, and fat, so the that. heat and the sun doesn't appeal. But I look, quite like be to Amsterdam, Prague, these sort of places. Like I, I like a city break. I like things to do. And when I'm on holiday, I'm not a big walker. I walk my dog here. But when yeah. I'm away, I don't mind walking that much because it's it's new, it's interesting. There's things to see. It's different from just walking about Glasgow. You know.
1: I just New York just doesn't appeal to me. Like there's I think. People all talk about going to New York and doing like a million things. I think if I went, I would want to go to ground zero and see that. that. I would want to go to I'd want to go to like New York and do the Sopranos Buster. And I would quite like to go what was the other one? The Sopranos. Um The Sopranos go to Ground Zero. And that's it. There was another one I'd like to... No, there was definitely another one. i had this conversation the other day. It'll come back to me. There was three things I think I'd quite like to do. Oh, I'd like to go to the Apple Store that's in the train station. Uh, that's the the, that's Country like
0: Show. the most you thing to say ever. Go to New yeah, York and then go to the Apple Store.
1: Yeah, there's a, there's an Apple Store in Grand Central Station which has got like a cube, a glass cube. Uh, and it's pretty iconic. I'd like to go there.
0: Right, okay, another place I wouldn't particularly like to go being. Ginger is Australia, and in Australia they have a thing called Bonza Bottler Day. This is a weird one, Like it kind of wants to celebrate the little things, it doesn't give specifics about what Bonanza Bottler Day does per se, but it does occur monthly when the number of the month matches the number of the day, so January 1st, February 2nd and so on. And then you get a bodacious bonzer bottler day happens when the year also matches. So, for example, December the 12th, 2012, idea was hatched by a woman called Elaine Fremont in 1985 and was named by an Australian student, bonzer. If you don't know, a slang for super, uh, while bottler is slang for something excellent. So it means super something excellent. day, And no specifics to it, really. Can you get behind that? Just... Once a month going like that. Yay, the small things. No?
1: Um, Not so much the small things, but I do like dates and months that are kind of like symmetrical like that and line up like that. I've always liked stuff like that. Like, I used to work with a guy called Paul, and like every single day, he would like give me a tap on the shoulder or shout across the call centre to me, it's 11 11, and stuff like that. And he was quite into that sort of number stuff as well. So, the first of the first 11 stuff like that I do quite like Um, I probably wouldn't go as far as naming a specific day and make it an event but I do always notice stuff like that there is a there is a thing like so, so that time I've just said 11-11 or
0: 22-22 and, yeah.
1: and stuff yeah. like that you'd seem to always look at the clock and notice that don't you you, see, you seem to see that on the clock within any other time but I think the, the truth behind it is that You just notice that and remember it because it's that number sequence whereas every other time you look at the clock and you just think that's the time.
0: Yeah, that's exactly it. Um Karen always always points it out. She's into she's into that, so she will always say eleven eleven. Yeah, and the forty. Other times you look at the clock during the day, you just don't you just don't notice it. So
1: You just think, ah, twenty five past two.
0: Yeah, it's not um it's not recency bias, but it's some sort of bias. Um you only notice that. it's like the same when you get a new car. You think I've got a mm-hmm. a new motor, n Nick Hunt's got this motor, and then you drive it and every second motor you seem to see as is, is your new car. Yeah, there's a there's a term for it I can't remember off the, the top of my head. I'll leave this next holiday to you, but Colin.
1: <laughs> okay. This next one is called White Day. Alright. And it's <laughs> it's nothing to do with skin colour, thankfully. Oh, for um course. White Day on March the fourteenth is celebrated in Japan. So that takes right away, it's going to be nuts. Um, it has spread to other East Asian countries on Valentine's Day when it's traditional for East Asian women to give men chocolates. Significant others receive expensive chocolates, and co workers, bosses, and relatives get cheaper treats. Sadly, this was a one way street, and women didn't receive anything in return until 1978, when a Japanese confectionery reasoned, rightly so, that women deserved gifts too. This holiday was originally deemed Marshmallow Day. Men encouraged to gift the fluffy stuff eventually, <laughs> it was expanded to refer to any white gift, even those that simply came with white packaging. Um, so that's where March the 14th came from. So it's a, a kind of a follow on from obviously February the 14th and Valentine's Day, yeah. Because these um, um Japanese ladies would have to buy
0: chocolates for all their co workers, like people they went to the, the gym with that they, they spoke to, or, or whatever. so it could turn out to be quite an expensive day for for them, and they get fuck all in the return. So
1: I hate fun. all that shit. That's like workplaces where you're, you're expected to bring in cakes on your birthday, or if you go on holiday, you're supposed to bring back sweets when you come back from holiday and stuff like that. I've worked in places where that's like the standard, and I've always thought it's bullshit.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of the same. I've only ever really worked in one office for for that, or the word I'm still working in just now, and it's not it's not so common, but there are. Times when people will bring in a box of biscuits and and Karen sort of. Every now and again, we'll usually if we get gifted biscuits, I'll be honest, we'll I'll just take them in your are working. Kid on that you you're sort of enjoying the office camaraderie when I really can't be arsed with it, man. You to the, the, be, be perfectly honest, to but, but yeah, you don't want to be known as like the shittiest person in the office. So every now and again, I'll take a a box of biscuits and not to celebrate anything, just so people can eat some biscuits.
1: Being the second shittiest is fine. As long as there's somebody that's worse, it's okay. So as long as you can kind of just kind of sit around that second shittiest sort of place, you're okay. You're doing all right.
0: Yeah, for sure. We may as well just stay in Japan for a thing called Bean Throwing Day. Uh, More properly known (laughs) as Setsubun, and it's observed in February sort of part of ushering in spring and getting rid of bad spirits. And to do so, what they do is they get, like, the oldest member of the family and then just fling beans at them, basically. <laughs> <Do they laughs> just flick beans at them, yeah. Uh, they just flick the beans at them, for sure. And it's normally it's normally a grander, basically, so a senior male member <laughs> of the family will get dressed up. So you dress up your granddad as a demon and then just pelt him uh, with soya beans. The beans are meant to bring good luck and drive out evil. Uh, on a larger scale this has been commercialised in Japan and you get sponsorships basically so being thrown day sponsors televised events and then you get like celebrity appearances by who are the biggest celebrities in Japan? Sumo oh has got me the wrestlers didn't it? Yeah it's the yeah. sumo wrestlers so uh, sumo wrestlers appear on TV flicking beans I suppose flicking so, beans at people yeah. wow each to their own I suppose yeah
1: yeah um, next one's quite good. It's called Monkey Buffet. <laughs> it <laughs> sounds like an a large show idea, doesn't it? it? really does monkey. Lynn, <laughs> <laughs> write this down. Um, but if you visit Lopaburi in Thailand on the last Sunday in November, prepare to do a lot of monkeying around. That's when Lopaburi celebrates the Monkey Buffet to honour the thousands of mickeys that live in the area and are thought to bring good luck. Locals prepare pyramids of watermelon durian, pineapple and other things for the monkeys to enjoy up to two tonnes worth of food for these monkeys Um which is nuts and an extra fun fact that came out of a report that came out in 2007 by the American Journal of Prima Prim- Primatology apparently long tailed mckees in Thailand use human hair as dental floss
0: yeah that's macaques by the way sorry
1: Oh, is it macaque?s
0: Aye, that's how you spell macaque. No. It's one of the ones that you don't. It, it doesn't look the way you think. But that's uh, a macaque. No, I've, I've yeah. never.
1: I have not even heard the word macaque before.
0: Have you? No, know, I thought a macaque um, was quite a a uh, common monkey or primate. I've, uh,
1: um, I've got quite a big hole when it comes to the monkey knowledge because, I see if I see an ape, a chimp, a monkey, yeah. a gorilla, there's a monkey.
0: Something to do just the tails.
1: Yeah, and red arses. I think red arses are baboons, maybe.
0: They're, they're um, baboons, but they are, they are, right, I'm going to fuck this up because I don't know. Basically, if you've got a tail, you are a monkey, right? I think. Mm-hmm. And if you don't, you're an ape. I don't know. Someday okay. let us know you can let us know on Discord, right? <laughs> that's what it's yes, there
1: for. Yes, <laughs> that's what Discord's for. There's a wee bit called recent bod discussion where you can come in and basically pick us up all up. the shit that we talk. <laughs> so yeah, I, but I'll continue just to say that's a monkey. Yeah. Um. Here's a horribly modern one coming up, Jack, isn't it?
0: Yeah, it kind of is. World Emoji Day uh, falls on the 17th of July. Uh, it's only been around surprisingly since 2014. Um, but it's kind of enough of a, holiday and inverted comments that the Empire State Building was lit up in yellow emojis to celebrate the day. only three years after it was started. Yeah, Apple have even got involved, Colin, so you never know. You might actually like this. Um Apple announced new additions to their already robust emoji lineup and folks around the world attempted to set a world record for most people dressed as an emoji.
1: That yeah. yeah, that works. That works with the timeline actually, because that's usually when the first sort of beta of the new iOS comes out. We're yeah. right about June, July time. One of the new features now is you always get to see the new emojis that are getting added. Yeah, I'm so pretty that, sure that, that's pretty cool.
0: I'm pretty sure if you want to be part of the uh, like process of getting new emojis onto devices, because obviously they've got to be read across not just Apple but all your other devices. There is a sort of what what do you call that? Like a group meeting every year or whatever, where they sort of look at what emojis to put in. Like, will will we we'll put the poo one in? Will we put the like the the blind man, the disabled man, with the, the white stick in? So there's and they do this every year. But to be part of um, this emoji group, you need to pay a joining fee of like five thousand dollars or something to get involved. So yeah,
1: there's a there's a company that runs all. Oh, I think they're called Unicode.
0: Right, yeah, I I Unicode. It
1: yeah they're the ones that are kind of responsible for new ones coming out and making sure that they're built in such a way that they are cross-platform and stuff like that and even things like like they're into making sure that emojis are as diverse as all around them now which is why you get like disabled emojis now and you get trans emojis and the rainbow flag comes in and basically everything that happens the modern world need to make sure that emojis represent that as well so it's it's probably a bigger deal we give it credit for because we are. I like we're an emoji. we Yeah, like, yeah. we're we'll white males. Though we've always got emoji we can use. Like, it must be pretty shit if you're of a group where you you don't feel represented by the world of emojis. Yeah. Um, but aye, it's good. I like an emoji too. Um, My favourite emoji is
0: the wee ghost celebrating. I love that. You will know that, but yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> you've got you you you've got other ones you use probably more often than others. but well. you've got that kind of the wonky face one you use quite a lot.
0: Um, yeah, I do. Yeah, I've got about I've got a about a four or five go tos. I do enjoy an emoji, to be honest. Like I'm not gonna yeah. get on my high horse and say, Oh, the youth of today, oh using emojis. Oh, really? yeah, I like
1: you, like a M- you like emojis you like emoji as well. You use your Apple ones of yourself quite a lot as well.
0: Yes, I do. I do with my heart. Yeah.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah the <that> one. <laughs> right, right, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I do I do enjoy that. Right, I uh, tell you what guys, we will uh, take a quick break and we'll be back with you in ten seconds or so. Another bunch of holidays, calling from around the world. Uh, Our food holidays are quite common. Now, I don't have much detail. I don't have any detail about these. i just got a list of them, basically, and I want to see if you can get behind them, right? So I'll I'll tell you what they are and see whether you think good or bad, basically. January the 1st is National Bloody Mary Day, and I do have a little bit of detail about this one. It's basically... Hair of the dog—that's what it's getting behind. As you wake Mate. up January first, minging from the night before. Some people will be. Some people don't particularly enjoy Hogmaney, but it's kind of encouraging you to have a bloody Mary.
1: Is that a good one? So, No, it's not. It really isn't. Um, Bloody Mary's are a drink exclusively made for wankers. Um, yeah. It's a hot. I've never tasted one. I never will. But the idea of drinking tomato juice with celery in it and vodka in it and Worcestershire sauce in it, it's its fucking ridiculous. I don't believe anybody even enjoys them. I just think one dickhead made this thing once and it became a thing. Other dickheads have it now because they think it's the thing to be doing. <laughs> It's stupid. It's horrible. I've made them when I worked in bars before, yeah. and it just looked disgusting. And everybody I've ever served one to has downed it in a one. And it's not a little shot, it's a proper glass of drink. Uh-huh. And you would only down it in one if it was fucking disgusting and to get rid of it. I worked so, in a bar for not...
0: years, man, and I was lucky because it was a bowling club bar, basically. So, oh, yeah. Uh, club, it, was, it was the only cocktail you would get would be a long vodka. Basically,
1: yeah, if no somebody asked for up, a buddy Mary and they're getting blackballed. Man, there's no way that. are no, like there the was one, one or two
0: people that would drink a vodka tomato juice, but you never, there was no celery or Tabasco or fuck all. it was basically a vodka with the wee Schweppes bottles, yeah, of tomato juice you would give them. So, um, Disgusting. just recently, uh, National Cheese Lovers Day was January the 20th. We both. Are in the same boat about cheese, mate. Don't like it unless it's on pizza or in a toasty. So, yeah. Again, is this one we can put in the bin?
1: I think so. It's it's not. It's pretty horrid. Uh, I don't like raw cheese. Um, I actually think it's disgusting. See, I, and I know it's not. And I know people will be listening to this and thinking I'm a fucking idiot, but genuinely, the thought of biting into like a block of raw cheese it genuinely makes me feel sick.
0: Yeah, not find myself. Of- moving Moving into March on March the fifth. We've got National Absinthe Day. Not so much a food, but have you ever drank Absinthe?
1: i drank it a couple of times. I've drank, um, I used, used to be a pub in Glasgow called Druffey Brooks. Um I think it's like a Pizza Express or something now. And they used to sell it, but you're only allowed two per person. And so I remember drinking it in there on occasion. Uh, we used to do, I worked in a hotel, and we'd split shifts quite a lot. In between shifts, we would go over there and have a couple of drinks. And the other time, I was up in the Highlands, I think. No, it was in Aviemore I had it. I stagged it in Aviemore, and our mutual friend, Teen brought a bottle of it with him. Right. And we drank it uh, one night, and it was fucking vile disgusting. Man. Oh. It was in a medicine bottle. It was like an old-school, vintage medicine bottle it was in, with a, like a medicine label on it. I don't know where they got it from, but it was horrible, disgusting.
0: Yeah, I think, I have I've drank it once, and it was in, my pal, uh, we used to go to our friend's houses for drinks, and he stayed with his mum, but up the stairs, he had his loft, and you'd go up and you would play darts, and so on and so forth, so, and he whipped out a bottle of absinthe one time that his dad had brought him back from somewhere, I took one shot of it, and I had to open his fucking roof window, his loft window, and was just sick every bit. as soon as it hit yeah. my stomach, I was sick man, and I've never tried it since, because... Uh, why would you, if something does that to you? Something that I do enjoy, and uh, one thing I am missing, um, on April the 7th, it's National Beer Day. I don't drink beer in the house. I do have a an occasional drink in the house, but I never drink beer in the house. I am missing a pint of lager. Man, the last one I had would have been with you when we went to watch the football that day. Um, yeah. A good, a good while ago now, so... Can you get behind National Beer Day? Does beer need a day? It's quite a well known thing, um, but you know what I mean? Is it, is it good to celebrate? Yeah,
1: it's nice? good to celebrate beer in moderation, I suppose, yeah. And I, I get what you're saying as well. I, I, I am absolutely desperate for a pint of lager. Um, and I, I'm not even a big lager fan, you know me. When I, got, I usually have two or three lagers then move on, the, on to cider oh, yeah, man, the side. I'm yeah. can't drink loads of them. But I think it's that whole feeling it's been in the pub with your pals. That's what I'm missing and the beer's just a side side part of that really. I'm really looking forward to the first day we all go out and watch the football. Cannot wait for it. But yeah, I can get behind National Beer Day for sure.
0: Uh, May the eleventh, National Eat What You Want Day. Now I can get I can get behind this because I do that, I eat what I want. I haven't I have I could probably lose some weight and that involves going on a diet, whatever, and watching what eat. But I want to eat stuff I enjoy. And it tastes good, so at this moment in time, I'm all for National Eat What You Want Day.
1: Yep, totally. Sounds like a good day to me.
0: Uh, The day after my birthday, uh, you can all put this in your diary, my birthday is May the 24th, I will be accepting presents from all you guys, but the day after that is National Wine Day. I like a wine every now and again.
1: (laughs) What type of wine, Jack? Oh,
0: uh, tonic wine. So, (laughs) if you're we do have some international listeners, believe it or not. I presume. Yeah, we do. Mostly,
1: I at the analytics the other day. It's mental.
0: Yeah, I have pre- got a feeling that most of them used to stay in Scotland at some point in their life. But if you don't, tonic wine is made by Benedictine monks. It's a a type of wine, and it's it's disgusting. Basically, like a lot of people will think it's vile. But as a youngster, <clears throat> sorry, my throat went. In there. As a youngster. I drank it and got used to it, and I still drink it today. What are your thoughts on the old tonic wine? Colin? same as most um,
1: people. Yeah, I'm not a fan. Um, I've drank it. I've never drank a bottle of it. I've only ever drank it like a try, of, a sip of it. Or I've got a mate that next, to, he next the uh, the neck out of it. Basically, drinks drinks down to the neck and then fills up with a can of Red Bull. And, and there's
0: literally no point in doing that because see the. The, the caffeine content of Buckfast, mm-hmm. thirty-five milligrams per one hundred mils. It's the exact same as Red Bull. There's
1: so he's just basically add, he's just he's, he's just basically diluting it. Out and it in. Yeah, yeah. Well, he does that, and he I've sort of tried that as well because and that did it did taste slightly better because it was a bit more diluted. Yeah, but I'm not a red wine fan in the first place, so it's a kind of losing battle to begin with. I like a, I like a rosy wine or a Zinfandel.
0: Yeah, I like a. Rosie's infantile. If I'm drinking normal wine, yeah,
1: yeah, like adult wine, yes, no, me neither, no.
0: Moving into October, this is a very specific one, uh, I think it's specific to the American South by the sounds of it. National Chicken Fried Steak Day, I love chicken, <laughs>
1: uh, yeah, chicken's all right. Um, chicken fried steak's pretty cool, I've had it in America before. Um, it's basically just a chicken filled with breadcrumbs on it.
0: Yeah, yeah, you get them here as well. Um, normally, normally they're really cheap. They're like four for a pound, uh, the chicken fried steak. I don't know what type of chicken goes into them. Like I heard rumours years and years ago that at Bernard Matthews, like chicken nuggets and stuff were basically mushed up leftover chicken, like not like chicken breast or anything. That was like toenails and faces and eyeballs, and they just mash it all up into that paste that you get in chicken nuggets. And that's why McDonald's came out years ago and and sort of pushed their advertising campaign about, oh, chicken nuggets are 100% chicken breast because, I think it was because of these rumours, everybody was like, I'm not eating that. That's fucking toenails, basically. So
1: I watched a a clip, it was a Jamie Oliver programme, and he was basically showing you how chicken nuggets are made and then making a, like, a normal, healthier version of chicken nuggets sort of thing. Okay. And, you know, he's a bit of a crusader, and he wants the world to be much better and stuff yeah, like that. You should
0: listen to his own advice. He's a fat bastard now. <laughs> so he's fucking, he's eating what he wants all the time, so... Well, um, he
1: showed these kids exactly how it was made, right? And he showed them this disgusting video of this mush of chicken and shit getting put into chicken nuggets and then cooking them. And he said, "So, guys, after seeing that, who would want chicken nuggets?" Every one of them still put their hands up, and he was fucking heartbroken. Does yeah. it taste good, man? <laughs>
0: yeah. Right. And to wrap the year up, um, December the thirtieth, along the same lines, National Bacon Day. Uh, I can definitely get behind that. I do like a a bacon roll every now and again. Yourself, mate. Yeah. Bacon. Yeah, fun. like
1: bacon. Bacon makes everything better. It just it's, it makes burger better. It makes Pasta's better. It just makes pizzas better. It's brilliant. My daughter is the only person I know who isn't a veg- vegetarian, who doesn't like bacon. She right. yeah. refuses to eat it and thinks it's horrible, and I'll never understand it.
0: Right, don't get me wrong, it has to be unsmoked. I'm not really a fan of smoked stuff in general, so unsmoked bacon. Uh, no, I do No, nah, I'm not a fan of smoked stuff at all. One thing that I find interesting is the etymology of words and uh came across an article about weed, marijuana, basically, and what it used to be called throughout the ages, mostly in America, uh, on mentalfloss.com. I like, some of the names are quite cute, and then some of them are actually quite interesting. So uh, back in the 1930s, it used to be called Giggle Smoke, (laughs) which I find quite nice, but supposedly this was no laughing matter for the American lawmen. And another term that gained prominence back in the 1930s was goof butts. I quite like both of them. Right? Quite, yeah. I don't know if airy Fairies the right word, but you know what I mean?
1: I think it's because, like, see, because I've never been into weed and that sort of stuff, mm. I've always found that the terms that are used now are all a bit shit, like weed or dope or hash is a bit rubbish. So the idea of giggle smoke and goofbuts I like probably just because they're new and different.
0: Well, they're not new, but I know what you mean. First thing they're new further. to me. Yeah, yeah, exactly. What about Muggle? What do you I think magic you hear person. Muggle? Yes, yeah, yeah so Hermione
1: Granger's family and stuff like that.
0: Yeah, but again, this was used back, uh, even as far back as the 1920s, uh, people would use it to describe Marijuana was a little bit of really? the Muggle, yes.
1: I wonder if that's like an unconscious thing, like J.K. Rowland thought she made up a word, but she she hadn't.
0: I don't know, like, we spoke, I've spoken with J.K. Rowling before, I think she's a very inventive woman, so, and she does yeah. sort of admit that a lot of the things ha-, ha come from other things that she's read, so she's probably seen that somewhere. I don't know if it's got any other meaning, like, I don't know if it was just for Marijuana back in the day, and then disappeared, and then only came back Could when she wrote those books.
1: Strange. I'd like to think I'm going to look that up after this, so I want to know.
0: You want to take the next couple, mate?
1: Yeah. So the next one is Mary Jane, which may be the most widely recognised personification um, of the Spanish word marijuana. Uh, which I didn't know that. I didn't know marijuana it came from Mary Jane. Did you? Uh, yeah, I've heard, of Mary, I've, heard,
0: I've heard of Mary Jane, the sweet Mary Jane. That's not actually the the word we're looking for. Um, it's no, actually,
1: it's not. It's not the that, that, That's the kind of the most common one. It is. Yeah, but it's not the. It's not the only one. that's also known as a Mary Warmer.
0: Yeah, I'd never heard of that before.
1: No, never heard of that either. Um, in 1936, um, it was known as Jive, right? Um, by but a guy an called
0: Stuff, us, yeah.
1: Yeah, Stuff Smith and his Onyx Club Boys released a jaunty swing track called "Here Comes the Man with the Jive," um, which was about a man who takes away your blues, and whenever he shows up with marijuana to share. So, it basically comes from that song, uh, the "Here Comes the Man with the Jive." Um, Stuff Smith, sounds like the kind of guy I'd like to know. I like that name, Stuff Smith. I'm going to just Google him because I want to know what he looks like.
0: And while you're Googling, I will tell you about oh, cool. Alice B. Tokas Brownies, and this was in 1954. Writer Alice B. Tokas published a cookbook in England with a recipe for hashish fudge, <laughs> which might provide <laughs> an entertainment refreshment for a ladies' bridge club or a chapter meeting of the Da. Tokus had gotten a recipe from a painter called Brian Gyson and hadn't quite realised that the cannabis-laced confection would be so controversial in America. Sounds like back in the day you could just put weed in anything and it was like, yeah, man. <laughs> like, yeah, even before be, the summer of and stuff, yeah.
1: Yeah, at least be cocaine and Coca-Cola and stuff, didn't they? They just put anything they wanted in anything, didn't
0: they? Yeah, like, that, that was like, they used to have these magic potions back in the day, like, Barry's magic potion will cure your headaches, your back pain, gonorrhea. Just basically full of fucking alcohol and cocaine, so you drank it and you felt much better, obviously <laughs> straight away. Like, yeah, I feel ace here. Yeah.
1: Um, another one is was getting catnipped. Um, in the nineteen sixties, someone could sell you marijuana that was actually a mixture of catnip, um, the minty herb that drives cats crazy, and cannabis. Some
0: people refer to it as getting catnipped. Yeah. Uh, rainy Day Woman. Um, kind of, uh, this is from a Bob Dylan song from 1966 called Rainy Day Woman number 12 and 35, which kind of meant to symbolise the inevitability of societal punishment no matter what you do, but a lot of listeners latched onto the line everybody must get stoned as a regular endorsement for getting stoned, basically. All
1: right. okay. Um, This is an interesting one to me for you. Yeah, Yeah, this is pretty cool. Around the same time that I entered the lexicon, Hunter S. Thompson popularised a new meaning for the number 13 in his 1967 book Hells Angels, the strange and terrible saga of the outlaw motorcycle gangs. He observed that some bikers had sewn patches of the number 13 on their jackets, and it was reported to represent the 13th letter of the alphabet, M, which in turn stands for marijuana and Indicates that the wearer is there for a user of the drug,
0: yeah. See, I think that these biker gangs like are pretty hardcore, right? Like they're murderers, etc. Some of them, but to put 13 as a patch, like yeah, man, I'm a stoner, it just seems a little bit, it doesn't seem hell's angelly, you know. They're no, it so seems more likely to me
1: that they're suppliers of it rather than users of it, is why they would have it on their yeah, patch. maybe. They probably
0: sell a lot of it, yeah. One more one we'll cover, um, this one's quite interesting, um, Nixon, it was called oh, Get a Bag of Nixon, or that guy has sold me a bag of Nixon because it was basically sh- shitty marijuana sold fraudulently as being of high quality, um, which I think <laughs> is, is quite good. Speaking about yeah, presidential things, cool. we're going to do a presidential bonus episode and we're going to get one of our friends on who's a bit of an expert on it, so that'll be with you in a, a couple, a couple of weeks as well. Sounds good. Yeah. I was pushing the whole Discord thing to, to get in contact. You can also get in contact through Twitter at uh Wrong Term Memory and Glasgow nineteen fourteen did that. And he said maybe you could look at Google reviews or YouTube comments. And I kinda thought, right, okay. We have kinda done that in the past and we will uh we'll go back to it because it is pretty easy content. But I'm gonna do a quick quiz for you, uh, Colin, right now. And okay. what it is is I'm going to read a review to you and then I want you to guess where the one star review is for, basically. Right? Right, okay. So, um this one star review comes from I got one like, um can well, doesn't matter what the guy's name. Can you all have some consideration for local residents and not use the siren between the hours of nine PM and nine AM?
1: Is that for the like the fire station?
0: It's for the local fire station.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 it was that, It had to be that, or the police, didn't it? So, yeah. Okay. Why would you leave, Why would you leave a review like for the fire station? I don't
0: know. Somebody liked it, man. Somebody agreed, but um, wow. This one for God so loved the world that He gave His only Son, and whoever believes will not perish; they shall have eternal life. Choose <laughs> life, for God loves you. Signed, a friend. Um, uh, is, it,
1: is that a church? It's uh, for hooters. All oh, right, okay. The the chicken wing
0: place. Yes, it's it's it, um, well, it's not really the, the chicken wing place. It's known for the uh, uniforms that the waiting staff have to wear. So obviously this, your wings, yeah. Yeah, I don't know if this Christian person went in or just thought, right. I've heard about that. I may as well. I may as well
1: leave that. <laughs> I, I, I take my mate Christopher to Hooters in Florida for his stag do right. um, him and his now wife came over to Florida with us to get married basically um, we were there already and they joined us over there for a week and got married in Florida so it was a really weird stag do because it was basically just me and him the night before the wedding mm-hmm. and we went to Hooters and I told the Hooters girls that he was getting married the next day and they would not leave him alone. It was amazing. They just kept coming huh. to the table and singing little songs for him and stuff like that. And it was amazing because he was getting pure embarrassed. Now I was able just to sit back and enjoy it. It was tremendous. Good stuff.
0: Uh, got a short, couple of short and sweet ones. The water tastes like meat. <laughs> um
1: Is this for a restaurant? Yeah. What, what restaurant? It's
0: McDonald's, yeah.
1: All oh, right, right, okay, McDonald's. It's right, quite a big okay.
0: one. Yeah, and the last one. <laughs> <laughs> Mines look like a prostitute's battered old fanny.
1: Um, it must be some other food type place. Um, Maybe somewhere that sells lasagna. I don't know. Uh, it's a, a bit of a trick there, mate.
0: That's for McDonald's as well. Yeah, But oh, two, right, two okay. separate reviews, I think. Um, for the
1: same branch of mcdonald's no
0: no two separate oh. reviews for two totally okay. different mcdonald's so
1: poor mcdonald's
0: yeah i think that'll do us for today as always uh if you like what we're doing can you please leave a wee five star review and maybe write something we have it a few in that we'll, we'll get back to it in a couple of weeks it really does help us, what it does call
1: them. yeah it totally does and yeah don't be that guy that leaves a five star review but then doesn't write anything like you seem to have gone to those people who seem to go to a hell of a lot of effort and then just fall at the final hurdle. Yeah, Yeah, no, it's good. to Keep doing yeah. it, but just even just say hi or something, just say put something in that wee box. Yeah, it just gives us something to look at and it, it looks like progress for us. So, thank you.
0: As always, um, I know that people have turned off by now. Um, I can see the stats, guys. So, thanks for listening and calling as always. Cheers,
1: bye.